This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay. Hey, everybody. And you are now tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast, a podcast specifically for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. And again, I've been kind of using a new little tagline where I would say um, inoffensive discussions on just annoying ass topics. And (laughs) as always, I am your host, Sydney, sharing the deets on what has me fed up this week. And I have joining me this week, Ashley of the Sweden with Ash Lemonade podcast. I love, love, love Ash's show as she creates carefree conversations on a range of informative topics affecting Black women. For instance, I really love during September how she went about having all episodes in regards to sexual health month. And she dedicated each episode towards discussing an aspect of sexuality and sexual education, which I just thought was completely informative and using her platform, you know, the correct way, because there's a lot of stuff that people do not talk about and want to sweep under the rug. And I thought that was great to see. She's also had, yes, you're you're completely (laughs) welcome. She's also had great guests, including Keith David, um, Karen Parson, and Taylor Lindsay Knowles, just to name a you you have to go check out her roster of guests but ash do you want to give a quick intro hey booze like she just said i am the host of sweden with ash lemonade podcast i'm also the creator of ashlemonade.com i'm an entertainment writer i've been doing it for seven years now that kind of flew by (laughs) and it's definitely been a passion of mine i'm a former reporter and i finally found my passion in doing what i want to do and telling the stories that i want to tell and interviewing the people that I want to interview. I am a soulful black girl nerd, as I like to (laughs) describe myself. I love nerd culture. I love black culture. Yes. Which you're going to hear a lot of that in this episode. (laughs) And I love God too. So I'm just like a kaleidoscope. I'm just like a mixture of a whole bunch of things. But yeah, nerdy, soulful, and black. (laughs) And that's what we are here for. We need more spaces where Black women can feel comfortable, you know, showing that side of themselves and engaging in conversations such as those. And FYI, if you guys haven't checked it out, I was previously a guest on her show for the hilarious episode WDN. And ironically, I have Ashley back with me to discuss the same topic in a part two rendition because um, I kind of, I, I posted something on Facebook and Ash commented. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, right when I posted this, I had the same thought. So, you know, we have to go ahead and collaborate <laughs> again. You know, you know, great minds think a lot. So I have Ash back for the why do niggas part two. That but it's going to be a great a episode. It, it, but it was <laughs> so much mess. fun. It was so much fun. So we are going to tap into that fun discussion for today. And starting off with the very first segment of the show, we have fed up or f***ed 
up. So I love this segment just because, as always, you are very good with titles, sis. I give you that. You are a title queen. Because like Thank when you, you first came up with the concept of this show, I'm like, girl, yes, this this is very much. Thank. Needed. You and I, and two, it was something. It's funny you bring that up because it was something me and my friends always crack little jokes about saying. So when I thought about this, I'm like, how can I just figure out how to bring a, like a weekly recap into, you know, what has gotten under our skin? So again, I try to use this segment for my audience to get to know my guests better and just see what's on their mind because there is no better way to learn about a person than learning what pisses them off. So Ash, do mm. you want to share what had you fed up this week? You know, I have a little topic in mind we can also discuss. Oh my God. A lot of things annoy me mm-hmm. so much. God, I have like a list of pet peeves. Everybody has like their pet peeves of stuff that's just mm-hmm. aggravating them, even down to like the smallest things. I think one of my biggest pet peeves, don't count my money. Ooh, I hate that. That to you this week? No, nobody did it to me this week, but I just mean like just in Ah, general. mm -hmm. I hate that with such a passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just me, but just everybody in general, Mm -hmm. especially like celebrities, other people. There's always somebody want to tell you what you ought to do with your money or you should have did this with your money or if I was you, but you're not me and you're not (laughs) in this situation. So don't tell me what I should do with my money or Mm -hmm. or have you donated to have you? Don't count my change and don't mm-hmm. count my money and worried about what I'm doing with it or not. It, it that annoyed. That's one of my pet peeves. Like even when I was a kid, my dad used to. I used to annoy my dad. He used to be like, "How much money you got?" I was like, "Why?" <laughs> he was like, "Cause I asked you." He said, "How much money you got?" I'm like, "I'm good." That was always my number one reaction. <laughs> I'm good. He said, "What does I'm good mean?" I, and I'm like, "It means I'm good." You don't know if I got ten bucks, thirty bucks, ten cent, but I'm not gonna tell you. But you if just you know I'm give, good. But if you want to give me the money, give me the money. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna end up having more. And it's funny that I you bring you. that. It's funny you bring that up because people will count your pockets if you allow them if you tell somebody how much something costs one time or how much money you spent on something one time they go forever come back and ask you and I also feel like that's a giant pet peeve of mine especially when it comes to like clothes hair vacations it doesn't matter I also get easily aggravated when people like well how much did you spend on that uh I spent how much I was willing to spend Say, That's I how much coins I spend a coin. I'm just like, I spend how much end. I'm willing to spend because if I were to tell you, you're like, oh, I could never spend that much. Well, okay. girl, that's you. Yes. What I saved up my me? coins. My piggy banks are stacked on one on top of the other in my closet. So mm-hmm. your girl saves, but that also gives people the leeway of, oh, she good. Oh, she got it. Or they'll try you. They 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 have like a Lynn syndrome from um, girlfriends. You know how Lynn on every episode of Girlfriends, and they all be out to dinner or lunch, mm-hmm. and Lynn will be looking at Tony and Joan and Maya like, y'all got it right. No, you're you're gonna. That's why one episode, all of them got up and they were like, "Girl, you got it," and walked out because it's like it's always either Tony or Maya <laughs> picking up your tab. But girl, you got a but real. She, but hell, wasn't she living with Joan? I can't do all of that. I girl, can't. I can't the, feed you, finance you, and have a roof over your head. Girl, they'll turn into loan to Lynn. The only one Lynn that, was her child, obviously. The this only no one way. that Lynn didn't stay with, from my memory, she didn't stay with Tony because Tony was like, "Girl, no." 
I have a whole energy here. She stayed with Maya. She stayed mm. with Maya so long that Jabari said, Mom, they think you're a lesbian. And she <laughs> stayed on Joan. She stayed on Joan constantly. Like, she got way too comfortable, and Joan just allowed it. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like that, because Lynn was very much like, oh, y'all got it. Y'all got my lunch. It's like, girl, no. And I know and they, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know I'd be like, uh. So people man. would have the whole, oh, you got it. Oh, you good for it. People know I've ripped because I make it known all the time. I know one of the things that people probably attribute to me and I don't care. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to give this whole facade of I'm living with the Jones, like trying to keep up with the Joneses. I make it very clear that I am paying off student loans. I am not, oh, you're not Christmas shopping this year? No, me and my parents already got an understanding. They already know I'm trying to pay off my loans. So they ain't, they're not, they're in the space right now. They're not even tripping. Like my parents surprised me with a gift. They were like, this is your Christmas gift. I said, that's fine. Everybody knows that I'm paying off my student loan debt. I make that very clear. I made posts that? about it on Facebook. You probably saw it. I actually done an episode on the podcast about it and I interviewed a girl who paid off her debt mm-hmm. I will pray for y'all and I don't mean that as a joke I mean that sincerely <laughs> and wish y'all nothing but the best but like I haven't even sent our Christmas cards this year but again if you know <laughs> hey I'm living within my means I have goals Very to accomplish <laughs> and it's it's not like you being frivolous with your money to spend on I would say maybe something useless but again it's going towards good things and to come out on the other side without any loans, I feel like that is like triumphant in itself. Girl, that is the goal. Next year, I turn 30. Mm-hmm. I am the, the path that I'm going and how much money I've been paying. I'm sacrificing. I will have my loans paid off next year. Mm-hmm. If I, the pace that I'm going now, mm-hmm. and that'd be three years earlier than expected because they tell me, oh, you can have your loans paid off by October 2024. Girl, I'll be 33. No. This has let taken me get up a this chunk. out the way. Now, this annoys me. Now, this has taken up a chunk of my 20s. I graduated high uh, college at 23. I am 29. This has wow. taken up a bulk of my life. Mm. I have worked part-time jobs, full-time jobs that didn't last, blah, blah, blah. And I try to throw as, throw as much as possible on this crap. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until last year or like the tail end of 2018 or whatnot, I get it mixed up that I decided I listened to Dave Ramsey. He's like a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. And I decided to get real aggressive and I started getting real aggressive. I think at the start of 2019 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I was at 23,000. I am getting close to 10 grand. Mm-hmm. at this moment and well, i was gonna I, say now that's one thing though too i feel like you can be fed up with the people asking you about your money but this is a great thing to have like seeing your uh hard work paying off and kind of seeing how you're is. getting closer to that finish line because you know a lot of people will be like who was it was it barack obama like even when he was in office i could have swore he made a couple comments about him and michelle like yeah we're definitely still paying things off and it's like you literally have the president of the united states here talking about how he is still in debt with his colleagues i get this one administration I give this one administration a little credit. They did give us some grace and mm-hmm. got the student loans at 0% interest. Mm-hmm. And I decided in my mind, I said, I'm going to bust on this like right now. But you know I- what, though? You're not alone. I had a lot of friends who told me like the minute that happened, they were like, oh, uh-uh. perfect time. I'm not going any. First of all, we- Take advantage of it. Anything. I'm paying this off like now. Oh, girl. 
Same. I'm like, take advantage of it. I said, now I understand what people was like, okay, this is like a break. I mm-hmm. get that. I'm not judging anybody because everybody didn't call hell this year, especially yes. financially. <laughs> but I'm like, listen, initially they were going to end it this month at the mm-hmm. end of December, but divorce. I still don't like you wig. Bye. <laughs> um, she extended to January 31st. I said, well, listen, I ain't mad at an extra month. That's more money. <laughs> and then I got a side job and mm-hmm. that job is solely throwing extra money to that. I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, don't only person who's getting my money is the United States <laughs> Department of Education. What they say, uh, Sally Bay. Listen, that bald-headed tramp. <laughs> but listen, I said, I'm going to pay on it and get uh-huh. it down. I said, once I get to 10 grand, I had to pace myself. So once I get to 10 grand, I'm like, all right, I can, I can bust through the rest of this. I said, until Joe Biden comes up the, beside me, mm-hmm. like somebody at the, at the bar, le- leans his, take his glasses off, his shades off. Drop that black card and slide across the counter and say, I got it. And call me toots. I got it, toots. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Well, that's good to know. And honestly, like, best of luck to you because that in itself is truly an accomplishment. It really is. I'm going to pay on it till Joe come out of nowhere and drop that black car and slide across that counter and say, I got it. He needs to, though. You can have it, sweetie. Joe, we (laughs) have endured a lot this year. We need you to come in on your black white horse whatever and we need you to clean up the mess that has been made swiping 10 grand off a suit long day that'd practically eat up what i got left and my money can be mine my money would definitely be mine i do what i want to do with it i can invest and too i feel like more people would even outside of you know having the money to spin on um other things and i don't mean like recreational use i feel like some people will even use this as an opportunity to further their education because i have had plenty of friends who are in graduate programs now and they're just like hell i'm gonna come out with not only paying off like undergrad but i'm gonna be paying off graduate school too because as i'm in graduate school i'm paying off undergrad and they're giving me the highest interest rates possible Just because I haven't paid off this. So I feel like this will definitely help a lot of people who were previously looking education after, um, after getting their bachelor's or whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm good. I'm good. You said you had enough. I'm not trying to press nobody. You know, I give my kudos to folks who have Mm -hmm. gone to graduate school and got their master's and many of my classmates after we graduated college who I've Mm -hmm. kept in touch with on Facebook, many of them have echoed. If you want to go to graduate school, please know what you, what you want to study before you step foot because all that, oh, I'm undecided. That was cute for undergrad. But once oh, you oh, graduate, that's, not gonna fly. that's a whole nother level. And girl, you're spending money. And then this is a whole nother ball First of game. All, graduate school, you spending money out of the woo-ha. Like, I... Like oh I my, said, I ain't trying to press nobody. Woo! I just Again, want my degree. I more, just came here for my degree. Power, I'm like, oh, power girl. To, I'm with you. said, I ain't come here for all of that. I just came I'm here like, to get oh, my girl, degree. I'm like, oh, girl, from Players Club. I just came here to get my degree. That's all. Moving on to the main segment we are going to get into why do niggas and again you guys this is a part two as stated before ashley is joining me to ask the trivial question of why do black people aka why why do niggas do what we do because quite frankly we have so many behaviors ideals idioms only we know like nobody else do a series 
<laughs> nobody else knows this outside of us and at times I feel like we can't even explain why we do it like it's just like I guess that's just how we are because even then when I went back and looking to listen to our episode which is episode six yes thank you during episode six on Ashley's show um in our discussion we talked about black people's love of German chocolate cake which Ashley said it. she not making for uh no men unless she's married because it takes too damn long too many ingredients diamond cluster hustler we talked about covering furniture in plastic Mm -hmm. our love of aluminum foil and so much more and funny enough every time i see anything about this topic is 100 true anytime i've seen anything like black people nobody else anything any of those means it is 100% true. And everybody can agree. It doesn't matter where the black person is from, their age. There are just so many things within our own culture that we cannot escape from. And it's crazy, but we're going to jump right into it. Ash, do you want to share your first one? Yes, but side note, have you ever seen on, on the internet where mm-hmm. a black person on Facebook has their status and they're like, okay, white people, anything you want to ask black folk, go ahead. And this whole bunch oh. of white people yes girl it, it kind of ties into this i remember a long time ago some a black person started a uh, status i know y'all probably seen it on the internet things just blur together but they're like <laughs> okay white people this is your opportunity to ask black folks whatever you want to ask us keep it cute though but in regards to us uh-huh. our cultures our idioms and everything and when i tell you there was white people and it was so hilarious and so pu- a lot of the white folks in the comments they were so pure in a way they were asking questions like um why do you guys do this? Or why do you guys do that? Or why do black girls pat their heads all the time? And there was legitimately like black girls in the comments like, girl, could we have weaves or we don't want to mess up our hair. So we pat it. They were asking it about everything. Now you know what? I can see it being funny, the questions, but as a black person, I would not respond. I'm not responding and telling y'all. I want it to still be a secret. We patting our heads because we got, I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to say, but I literally would not answer them truthfully at all. Like we still need some secrets. I feel like it's some things white people do that now, I want to know. You know, black folks was in there dragging too. Like if anybody was, you know, the black folks was checking, but it, in essence, the ones no, I, I saw were said. very funny. I can believe it. You could tell they were asking from a pure place and everybody, yeah. they was keeping it a hundred in the comments and they were like, I just want to know. I was always curious and you know, a lot of niggas was in the thread and it was I'm cracking up. <laughs> I'm cracking it up. That's okay. Now that does up. That probably would be too terrible. Don't ask me where to find it. Cause you know how you see something on the internet and it just like, mm-hmm. you don't never see it again. And then it'll like circulate years later. Mm-hmm. It was like a bird in the sky. Like ain't no telling the next time you're going to see it. So don't ask me how long ago that was. I don't know. <laughs> I completely understand. So I was going to say, did you want to start off with your first one? Yes. This is hilarious. Um, because my mother is guilty of this. Um, anytime, <laughs> not to say like my mother is a clean freak. So I feel uh-huh. like I need, a preference with that because she feel like don't be out here slandering my name I'm lying weak. on me but you know like when black folks know they about to have company and they get to cleaning up the whole house because mm-hmm. they don't even want folks to think that they're dirty so mm-hmm. they clean up the whole house before the person like comes to the door they in the driveway mm-hmm. the one thing and this is number one on my list light of incense <laughs> light of incense hurry up now, you know what? Black people do love our incense. We However, do. I can say, like, the people I do who always lit incense, 
were the men in my family. It wasn't always the women. It would be like my uncles and my dads. They would always be like, okay, we get, we got company about to light the incense. Whereas the women would be more like, let me light some candles. Oh no. I'll come candles. From you like, I, we need some incense. Oh, and get the incense from the hair care store in the hood. Because that's definitely one in my hometown. We have to go to the east side on Weber Street mm-hmm. at the hair care store owned by them Chinese I'm folk. Cracking up. And you know, it's that particular brand of incense that's in like that light brown. Now, I do know what, what kind you're talking about. They would always get the same one. kind. I just burnt one. <laughs> I don't know their name, but wouldn't they always have scents like Egyptian musk, um, and they have and, and lavender, different. vanilla. I'm trying to think of some Black, of the scents. But yeah, they're in that long brown, light brown pack, and then you have mm-hmm. to flip the tab, and then it's like two packs in plastic, and they're wrapped. Mm-hmm. I don't. My dad gets them. There's a specific one because my mom only likes a specific. <laughs> Now, you know what, though? It is funny you brought this up because even now, I had a friend who loved incense. And when we were... Knock my mic over. But we when we were when we were in college one time, this damn girl took the incense to the car and was lighting them in her car. Wow. And had it in the air freshener. Because she's an idiot. No, you're supposed to have it in the incense holder. The little thing. and you. She ain't had no hole. damn incense holder. She put that mug in her air freshener. No, baby. That's why, car. Keep, that's why you keep air fresheners in the car, girl. I got Bath and Body Works air freshener, which costs too much now, in my opinion, Um, in my car. And I spray my car. Because I remember one time I went to go pick up a friend and her, her husband was like, it smells like Kool-Aid in here. I said, oh, that's a <laughs> strawberry air freshener. But thank you. It sure does smell like Kool-Aid in here. Thank you. That's the, oh, and then, well, too, I also have the memory of being a kid with incense. Again, like, prop, the women in my family probably lit them, but I don't know why I always associated them with my uncles. But I definitely would play with them as a kid because you know how they, they burn and then bad. they ash. I would, like, mess with them or do little stuff. You know, adults can always tell, like, you've been messing with these incense. It's I'm like, evident. nah. And they're like. Because Why is it's it smeared, girl. All on the carpet. And I'm like, I don't know. Smeared, girl. You know what it is for black folks, especially my family, like mm-hmm. my household. Mm-hmm. The incense is always like a signature that the house is clean. It's like the period on the end of all the house cleaning. All right, go go put the incense in the living room, the den, the kitchen, the bedroom, and light every one of them. It's always like a period. Like everything is clean. <laughs> Makes sense. I can see that. I can see Especially that. Especially for my household, because when we get done cleaning, mm-hmm. my mama light an incense. Like, all right, go in there, light an incense. And especially we have a dog too. Mm-hmm. And um, when I go to my parents, he he stays in my parents' house because obviously my apartment is tripping about breeze and size. You know, don't know. I guess don't know apartment want to see a a ninety pound German Shepherd. They're like, <laughs> oh no. So he stays with my parents. And one of the things that people always trip out about is like, you really can't tell there's no dog in here. She's like, yeah, because like, I keep my incense. house clean and it's I keep my incense. house clean and True. I vacuum, girl, vacuum everything, clean out his little cage, mm-hmm. baths, we bathe, we clean all of his stuff in the cage, and then she light incense. Like it's just like the signature, the period on the on the end of the house cleaning. Like we're done. <laughs> As she should. Now, one thing I have on my list that I saw earlier today, I was just scrolling through Instagram stories and I was like, wait a minute, this is hilarious. Why do niggas match their daughter's name to their father? <gasps> oh, hilarious I a, enough. I, I, I saw this on a me- <laughs> I saw this on a meme page on IG and immediately started cackling because we know 
plenty of black women who are cursed with being given a name similar to their father. And even that the end, funny. I took I took some screenshots of the comments because you know the Share comment it. section is full of gems. So in the comment section, I saw now this isn't bad. Um, a girl said her dad's name was Randy. She's Randy as well. His is with a Y. Hers is with the I. Not bad. Okay. I saw George in Georgetta. Georgia. Now that's pushing it. No, no shade. No. Georgia would have been cute. I saw Marquis and Marquensia. Marquensia. Marquise and Marquensia. Paul. Paulicia. Oh, William. A Paulicia. Hold up. Because yes. my my grand <laughs> my mom's name is Paula, and then she has an older brother named Paul. And my grandfather named them both. And then eventually my grandfather changed his name to Paul, which is so funny. But I've heard of Paul. Like my mom, like we we joke with her. We call her alter egos, Paula, Pauletta. Um Paulette, but I had I I even even heard of Paulina, but I never heard of what? Paulicia. Paulicia. That's new. Paulicia. I saw William and Willilicia. I'm done. <laughs> I saw Lazon and Lasagna. I hope I pronounced You're it right. You're a lie. I am so sick. How would you pronounce? Well, his name is Lazon, L-A-Z-O-N, and then her name is spelled L-A. Lasagna? L-A-Z-O-N-Y-A. Oh, my God. He didn't name, that, that nigga didn't name her at the pasta. Oh, my God. What else was the other names? Uh, oh my! Oh, now this! Oh, now this one! This lasagna. Tastes, that's what I thought. And that this one takes the cake. Hell on a schoolyard! Y'all gotta stop. No, these are grown people because they commented on IG, so they've already caught their hell, and they know their parents was wrong as hell for doing it. And the last one, I think this is the worst one. Oh God! Her dad's name is Cedric. Oh God! But luckily, it's not her. It's her sister. Her sister's name is Cedrica. Just stop. Just stop. Why do we do that, though? And you know what's funny? I feel like I would be traumatized as well if my mother did that to me. But technically, me and my dad have the same name. That's my dad's like, name is Sydney, but his is with an I. Now, see, yours is fine. And Sydney is a pretty name. And Sydney is, is one of those names that it can go for the male or the female. Like, technically, what I learned when I was looking up my name, technically, Ashley is a male name. I, yeah, I've met point, a guy, Ashley. So. Yeah, at some point point i don't know when did ashley become a, a prominent female name but somewhere mm -hmm. it that is switched but initially ashley is a male name mm -hmm. and girl that's like if my mom would have named me russell ella or something <laughs> my dad's name is russell imagine throwing an a at the internet i was side-eyed the hell out of my mom for that i can't even think of a female version of russell there is because there Rochella? is Rochella? Uh, I, i'll close this video don't do that <laughs> that's why i'm also against junior <sighs> Like, if I ever had a son, which I've kind of made it now that I don't want no kids, because I'm like, hell, I'm expensive, and I'm a lot, and so is my dog. But, it, listen, if I ever had a son one day, I'm like, listen, I love you to, like, whoever my husband would be. Just know that the junior thing ain't happening. Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't think I, I would want to make somebody a junior, just because technically, go, yeah. I'm not naming you after your daddy if I'm the one that carried you for now. Thank you for taking <laughs> out that. And then, then I go through labor pains, and then, no, we just going to name him after you? No. Now, <laughs> I give, now depending on what your name is. I Maybe a middle you know, name. Your middle name, or we can come up with something, but I'm not, I'm not doing no juniors. I'm not going through all that, carrying him nine months, pushing him out, screaming for Jesus. Then for him to say, yeah, let's give him your name. I love you. I'm having this baby, 
is clearly a sign that I love you. And clearly mm -hmm. I made you the German chocolate cake, which led to the pregnancy. So you just like that. That's on period. We not. <laughs> that's on period. We so not no. doing that. We not doing that to our kids. But um, do you want to give us another one? What's your next one? Listen, I took a screenshot of this hot mess. My number two is black parent comeback. And we know a lot of black parent comebacks don't make no sense. I saw this meme and I screenshot it just for this episode. So the meme is of a teenage kid with the Michael Jordan cry face uh -huh. over his and he's standing in front of the sink and the caption says, black teen, I'm depressed. Black parent, depressed in dishes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Like, what does this have to do with anything? They always do that. Like, and I also thought about when you remember when Pusha T and Drake got into that beef and they was going back and forth and Pusha T completely just ripped Drake. You got a son. Is this is yeah, is this when he came out? Everybody was like, wait a minute, Drake got a yeah. son? You okay. got a son that nobody knew about. Your mama's lonely because your daddy divorced her. Your daddy is a Steve Harvey suit-wearing nigga. And I think the press interview... Yeah, he said Drake that. Daddy, he said he got his daddy Steve Harvey. <laughs> he said his daddy was Steve Harvey-wearing suit nigga or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. So I guess Ooh. some media got in this touch one. with Drake's dad or maybe TMZ. Mm -hmm. And Drake's dad, because I heard another podcast talk about it, he got said, huh, push a T. Huh, I push his T. What does that mean? It does. It it usually means nothing. Mean? It's just that black parents. I don't know. They have this knack for rhyming things and making these weird like idioms. Because it's funny that you even brought this up. Because just how black parents like to discipline their kids. I saw this meme where it was like <laughs> nobody, and it was like black mamas remind me to tear your ass up when we get home. Like, I wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Did Remind you, you. Make note of this. Did, I need you to make note of this. I didn't have to tell you. Find this TikTok video. It's so funny. I shared it in my Instagram stories. I was crying. This this black kid, this comedian was sitting. He was acting like he was the black kid. And then it was like black parent asking if you pay the bills. And it was Michael Jackson singing, do you, do you, do you, do you from Remember the Time? And it was the black mother yelling. And he was just sitting there. And it was Michael Jackson's, do you remember the time Place. Black parents are bullies. They why are. do why do niggas grow up and become adults and bully their kids? Know that know that math like you know them rap lyrics. You know that's a cult classic among black parents. Know that homework like you know them rap lyrics. Or even like you said, like mixing stuff up. Like, hey, mama, um, can I get this dress? Girl, you better be dressing them damn grades to get a, get an A when I see that report card. You like, wait a minute, what, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> what does this have to do, mama? Can I get a new laptop? Mm, you better be using them eyes. What you what you need a laptop for? Didn't I just buy like excuse me oh for being God. a child and asking for what I want and desire and expecting you as a parent to fulfill oh my, my wishes? But th those are black parents. Now come back comeback season now another thing i was gonna bring up is oh my goodness i'm i'm trying to trying to pick which one i want to go with because this one was good too why do niggas pop fireworks three months before the fourth of july and three months after i hate it so much they made it that you get fined where i'm from they are fine they get you. fined here and they, i don't think they give a damn at this point because this year alone i heard fireworks 24 7 like i am not lying about the fact that throughout the course of the day 
I just heard bam, bam, like, and they would just set them off in rows because it would just sound like it was 10 in a row going back to back to back. Dead ass. I would be in bed at 3 a.m. with the entire fireworks show taking a place outside of my house. And you know, ironically, this summer, like not even trying to crack jokes, but you know, during the Black Lives Matter um protest and during um different things that would like be going on during a protest, a lot of people have started recording these instances where they believe cops were like leaving armory and stuff around neighborhoods. Yep. I am 100% sure some of their asses left some fireworks. Because I said, My- it's no way in hell they have this many fireworks. Who bought all of these fireworks and why are they popping them in my damn neighborhood? What's so crazy, a homie I interviewed, she said the same thing because she lives in New York and she said it was caught on video too. She said, and firefighters. It's like, y'all supposed to be putting out fires. What are y'all doing? And they were, wait, was it fireworks it, or was it just like other, like kind of fire like And then doing it in predominantly black and brown neighborhoods. Damn setup. I knew it was something off because yep. I'm like, I don't niggas like fireworks, but we have never had our hands on this much, on this many fireworks at one point in time. At least, at least while I've been alive, I can definitely Girl, see. you know, we from the Midwest, you know, the main spot everybody go to for the good fireworks is Boomland. Everybody going to Indiana for boom to boom land. That was like the go to for the fire. Now, I can say one thing now my family ghetto, we just oh, go buy it from other people who bought it. We wouldn't always go to the store. Oh, it would be God. somebody in the neighborhood who took that little trip um to Illinois since St. Louis sits right here on like Missouri Illinois border. They would buy all of these fireworks, then come back to the neighborhood and just up the price and sell them to everybody. And I even know once or twice I visited relatives who live like in the South, and you know the south is this it's, it's a whole nother breed of folks down there and oh, when you me. when know. you own the land in a lot of areas they don't have like regulations and the cops not driving 80 miles out when your neighbors or your cousins they don't give a damn so we will go down there and pop them but again this year i have never heard as many fireworks it's annoying i'm like I, okay thank you it's two o'clock in the morning my I'm like, can we try again <laughs> i can't sleep though through at least how they were popping them in my neighborhood it sounded like they were literally right outside of my window. I'm like, is my house a Cracker Jack house? Because this is no damn way I could hear this as clearly as I am. Use every 4th of July. It was the same with my previous German Shepherd. We had to cut sound on in the house to turn the TVs up because mm-hmm. obviously the sound Ooh. triggers them. Ooh. And my dogs, they never care for it. They would be crazy as hell. So we would just turn the TVs on in the house. So he'll be in my, my old bedroom with me or in the bedroom with my parents. And we just had to turn the TV up. Not not like ignorantly loud, but loud enough so it'll distract him. Mm. Because he hearing fireworks, he gets to freaking out and barking. That's the only thing I hate about the 4th of July. It's like, okay, we just have to let him out to go pee, watch him, and then let him come back in and turn the TV on. He be watching um, <laughs> Jeopardy or just whatever. Just we hear like- here. Shit, I'm trying to chill out. Y'all just stress me the hell out. They out here popping these fireworks. And then me they the never think. And then they never think about the veterans because my parents live near a VA hospital mm-hmm. where a lot of the veterans stay. Mm-hmm. They don't give a damn about veterans because there's a lot of signs like, please be considered. We have a veteran living here because you know you trigger their PTSD. Yeah, and people don't care. They be girl cannon. That's what it oosh, sounded like. Oosh, That's why I'm oosh, like, what like, the hell? God. Where did they get these from? Um. Now, what else was I going to ask about? It was something else to do with the fireworks, but I probably have forgotten it. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah. One thing I love about black folks is always a why do niggas. I've, I'm guilty of this myself. Why do we run when we laugh? 
Like we immediately take off, we hit up, we bang on. So my coworker literally said that when I was talking to him about this episode, he's like, "Black people running when they laugh. Why the hell do we do that? Just joy. Like we be expressing joy, and we just be so tickled about what was said, how it was said, who said it. True. Just take off running. But till you know when some stuff is so funny, you cannot like you have to have some sort of you have to have some sort of movement though because it's so funny you can't just sit there and look each other in and the eye and then we grab each other or be wheezing and laughing so hard we start hitting each other <laughs> I'm guilty. I know I'm guilty of it, but it's hilarious that you bring it up because I don't know what, why we do that. It's just like an involuntary response because I've done it around white people and they're like, it they was that funny. It. The other's but like, if, oh my gosh, it was that funny. And I'm now, like, if you want a hilarious black breakdown of why we do that, Dorm Tainment did a skit a few mm-hmm. years ago. Oh, I love Dorm Tainment. Oh my God. They did a skit on a few years ago. So funny because there was actually a scene mm-hmm. in the like mockumentary where somebody was taking a, sharing a joke. They were like, look, look, look. They put up their phone. They started laughing and they literally ran away from each other down the street. <laughs> so it was like a documentary talk. It's hilarious. Y'all got to look it up on YouTube by Dorntainment. It's but you so- know, sometimes shit really do be that funny that you, again, I feel like I can't contain it. So I either have to grab somebody for some type of stability because my insides are literally rattled. Stomach like it was twisting. so funny. Even then, I know Weezing. once or twice, I'm a person who literally, if something is so funny, I'm goofy in general. I'm, I'm Me goofy too. Shit. But my jaw will literally start chattering like I'm cold because I'm like, I, I can't, I can't move. I can't function. I have tears coming out of my eyes. I'm Girl, literally, I'm, a I'm on the floor. I'm definitely a person who falls out too. Not only running, but if something is that funny, I have fell out of my chair plenty of times or spit water out. You know how people be like, oh, I'm weak. I literally be on the floor like spaghetti. I literally be so weak. If somebody says something so crazy and everybody in the room gets the joke and but we that's all the bust best. out laughing. But have you noticed though, that's the best. Sometimes, everybody in the sometimes room get certain things, yeah, sometimes when it's just you and one other person you can ah ha 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 but when it's more people and like you said everybody gets it and you know some people have really infectious laughter laughter so if it's that one person favorite if it's that one person who really does know how to laugh and y'all all all in a group and it's like six or seven of y'all you probably go be laughing for like a good 10 minutes i have definitely had moments where i have been fucking laughing for 10 minutes i'm so goofy do you have favorite laugh because i do that's how how much listen because their laughs are so infectious there are literally people who if they bust out laughing i start laughing like for instance crystal from crystal from the read her laugh is infectious she busts out when she's like really laughing hard mm-hmm. i start laughing I um, love people who have like that evil laugh where it's like a real deep like ah, ha, 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 ha. but that's just generally how they laugh. See? It's like their baritone laugh. I I'm usually gonna be Kevin from the, the Scorpion Show. Kevin from the Scorpion Show on YouTube. He has a great laugh. I love his laugh. And RuPaul, I love RuPaul's laugh. But so I feel like in general, black people we have such a hearty laugh. Like when we laugh, it has to be funny. It's not like you said a little chuckle. It's like extreme extremely funny because i i just know i can't hold it in i love and, a hard laugh then that pause and then it'd be like ah and just lose it 
And you that know was what? bad. That was bad, but you know what I mean. I get what you're saying, and I think too. Now, I think my favorite laugh. I'm trying to. My favorite laugh that. Oh my god, black people do silent laugh. Listen, a part of this episode, laugh. everybody bliss when you listen to this episode and she shares it. Share your favorite laugh. Who possessed your favorite laugh? What person? I think my favorite laugh too laugh? is like you said. It's like the wheezing, but the laugh where it's no sound. It's like the mute. Like you, you know, know they laughing, just but they like shaking like they literally shaking you can't hear the laugh but you like i can feel it and you just see their mouth open like people who laugh like that i love i, I love, love them laugh i love a good laugh it makes Ask me you now you know what i was gonna say too one thing that and i'm sure you are you're active on twitter right very and you know twitter is the place for black laughter black people to make a joke of any damn thing any and why everything. why do niggas never take anything seriously I threw shade at a guy once and then he liked the comment. I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be shade back that you acknowledge it? Because I followed this girl and she was sharing, you know, like one of them posts you see that mm-hmm. um, somebody shares a tweet like, what is something that you overcame or blah, 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 or something. And this girl, I ended up following her and she has a podcast and I'm trying to link up with her. And she shared her journey after she conquer breast cancer and she's like in her late 20s mm-hmm. so she shared a picture of her when she was literally had no hair mm-hmm. and then she shared a recent picture of her her hair is like past her breast and she's like gorgeous she's like an afro-latina so mm-hmm. girl, we all in the comments we bigging her up and she talked about her journey how she even battled cancer twice in her 20s i think that's mm-hmm. if i'm not messing it up like just her battle with cancer how she overcame that and you know, I mean, the fact that you can show a picture of yourself, like when you literally had no hair dealing with cancer, that's brave. And the show, like, obviously she's been in remission and, you know, her hair has grown bad, girl, especially the black women. If anybody can big somebody else up, it's black women. So it was nothing but black women and black guys, but black women, especially girl, we were like, yes, girl, you not know that's right. And we just completely bigging her up. And this is one nigga who shared this video of like Soldier Boy laughing because he was talking about somebody said, damn, her hair grew back fast. And we was like, nigga, really? I said, I, when would niggas grow up? And somebody said they referenced uh, Wonder Woman, which in the movie, the planet where Wonder Woman lived, it was nothing but women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she referenced that. And so we show, throwing shade to the dude and he gonna like every one of our comments. I'm like, okay. Like, sir, get a life. Now, mine, what I was gonna bring up about black people never taking any these things seriously is I know you probably see recently on Twitter about December 21st. Please explain that to me because I don't get it. <laughs> so basically, you know, like, okay, it's... I'm a person who's definitely into astrology and um, knowing about like the planets and their positions. But basically, December 21st marks as um, winter solstice. Like, you know, it's, that's officially the first day of yeah. winter. And so basically online, some researchers were talking about just how certain planets will be in closer proximity to the Earth. Oh, so yeah. somebody, <laughs> like, that took, somebody oh, yeah. took it a little too seriously and was like, yeah, because once those planets to do align you know kind of those dr umar ass niggas was like oh my god black people are unlocking our power and unleashing what we have inside and we are just gonna take over 
So basically, you know, as always, niggas oh, ram with it. So that's that has literally that nigga levitating down the hallway behind this white guy. Wow, that's where that came from. So basically, that has been the joke. So now Black Twitter is basically gearing up for December 21st, talking about their superpowers. And it is hilarious because everybody's like, see, I don't want no lame ass powers. I want like serious shit. Like, so I everybody know. thinking they Sailor Moon. Okay, good to know. Sailor Moon, they uploaded um snippets. Have you ever seen the movie The Chronicle? It's like with Michael B. Jordan and these two other uh, white actors where they randomly found some sort of UFO and then they start having powers and they could fly and do all this other shit. They're like me on December 21st. People oh, were Lord. uploading static shock. Uh, oh my God. It was just so, it's, it's hilarious because I'm like black people never take anything seriously no matter what is going on because I don't even know. Do you remember online too? What was this? It was another thing that they did online that had me cracking up. I think it was they tried to say, um, Black yes, uh-huh. it was. Did you now look, look, yeah, I, I, I don't say the hard ER, but do you? Oh. <laughs> Do you remember when they um, made the mistake with Yahoo Finance on Twitter and said nigger Navy? <gasps> I remember that. Navy? Yes. And they took it and ran with it. And all black people were using that hashtag nigger Navy. I'll, now, when black Twitter do that, like I would never forget as long as I live when they took a hold of Paula's best dishes. That is the most iconic moment in black Twitter history. I was crying tears. I'm like, oh, black Twitter. That's when Black Twitter really, really solidified itself. When- Again, never taking anything seriously. Just like earlier this year with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. They <gasps> had all the jokes entanglement here entanglement there they had all the jokes like to this day i am still seeing pictures of will smith monica red table talk episode monica mentioning in trenches does monica have the song with august alcina or does he have it with somebody else because he literally no somebody else but when monica and brandy did their um versus monica premiered trenches and then one of the lyrics in it she mentioned entanglement i said see Black people don't take shit. Seriously, that's all I am saying. I I just feel it in my spirit. And I told somebody this when we were talking about that whole thing with Jada Pinkett Smith. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody even went as far as to trademark entanglement. Entanglement dating services, entanglement counseling. You know, folks is petty. Crip, the Crips LLC tried to trademark the marathon continues. Now, if they would go as far to try to take Nipsey Hussle. Wait a minute, what? You didn't know that? No. His brother is currently fighting them right now. He filed a trademark right after. And I'm like, to be honest, I'm like, y'all should have been trademarked that. Now that, that yeah, that's surprising that they didn't. But he trademarked it. But yeah, girl, his brother is currently battling the Crips. Excuse me, the Crips LLC (laughs) over the marathon continues. I don't know where it's That's one thing I would have never thought I'd hear that the Crips had an LLC. Well, hell, they Everybody. might be. I was gonna say shit. They they might be on Black Twitter because you know the first thing they say, get you an LLC, LLC. Oh, tweet. girl, I I didn't trademark some stuff, and I got some more things I plan on trademarking. That's why I said I wouldn't prize if somebody trademark entanglement because people trademark any and everything. I said if the Crips got an LLC, everything is out the door. <laughs> And I mean, hey, do what you got to do. Um, Let me see. I was going to say, do you want to share one more? I feel like we shared a good amount, but I would love to hear, like, what's your, um, what's in your arsenal, your last I one? I got a good one. Here's yes. my last one. Everybody can 
you, your mama, your daddy, your auntie, the one older guy in the neighborhood that everybody know. My why do niggas, my last one, is when black folks speak fluently in lottery. Did you see 352 came out in the three digit on midday? I'm like, what are you saying? Did you see the, did you, did you catch the midday? Did you catch the evening numbers? What was the four digit? Yeah, hey, you know what? My great grandparents. Cassie's f- phone number came out in the four digit. Her last six. My great grandparents were avid watchers of the lottery and keeping up with that. I am not a person who gambles at all. I don't gamble. I tried it like maybe a couple times. Like we went to the casino. We went to like Soaring Eagle and like Mount Pleasant. Which mm-hmm. that's like the nearest casino. And I'm like, oh, this is ghetto. And the one time I did win some money, and this one lady was sitting next to me. She was like, oh, you should play that, sweetie. I think I won like 65 bucks on the penny machine. She's like, oh, honey, you should play that. I'm like, and I looked at her. I was like, I said, this is my damn hair money. I'm about to get, I'm about to get my hair done. And sure did. Booked a hair appointment and got my hair as done. You I said, oh, I'm and good. see, as you should, that's exactly how I am. Gambling. But to baby, be honest, what? I'm not crazy about it or lottery because I'm like, this is such a waste. And girl, when I've seen like elderly people on oxygen gym machine sitting next to somebody they asses be getting up in there they be in there to meet the casino it doesn't it just doesn't seem fun because it's not like a interactive sort of thing like you know if you playing dominoes or playing space you're like talking to people and going back and forth i feel like a lot of time when you play in the machines or you gambling it's it's not, yeah it's not as interactive and everything else. i don't like it but and I don't the, have no damn money to be gambling. Like you said, the, I got other stuff. The lottery I'm talking about is when your daddy or your uncle or whoever, your auntie, go to the gas station. Let me get 2409 midday. Let me get 6460 evening. Let, can I get it in the box? Can now, I, get I can it? say. I don't understand the terminology when my dad was trying to like, he he sent me, uh, him or my mom sent me to go play some numbers. I'm like, listen, y'all gonna have to write this down because I don't speak in lottery. All <laughs> this playing in the box, out the box, 50 cents straight, reverse, upside now, down. Now, I can I'm say kidding. the people who do play the lottery and who were usually in front of me at the gas station take too damn long. I Girl, they be trying hate to play it. Every- they be trying to play I hate it. grandmama birthday, they they wedding anniversary. What's Pookie birthday? Oh, um, March 12th. Let me play um 0312. Why are you playing on the baby uh, birthday? You know, girl, if I had a dollar for every time I was told, you know, your birthday came out straight in the evening. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay. What does that mean for me? And also you have to give an ode to the number man because at my, my hairstylist, when he when his um Maybe I don't know nothing about downtown, that. Oh girl, they had a number man. He'll come up in there and be like, anybody want to play numbers, numbers, and they be people be pulling out their money, be pulling Is out. Is that legal? No, but you know black folks, you know black folks in the community, they know that one number man. He write everybody's numbers down and they go to the nearest like drugs like liquor store in the hood, go play their numbers and bring their lottery tickets back. Girl, that's hilarious. I, I didn't know about that. Point- yes, I have sat during many hair appointments and the number man come up in there be asking anybody want to play their numbers and so and so go play theirs. That sounds intense. See, I'd be and- like, look, he needs to hurry up and come back. I need to go with you. I'm giving you this money. 
Right. I could not do. I just seen people shoot some dice, play their oh, dominoes. Girl, especially in high school, these niggas used to hide behind the stairwell in my high school and shoot dice and gamble. To me, I'm like, I don't get that. I'm I like, this is don't because when I, I I didn't see it in high school, but definitely in college, like house parties, people shooting dice. Like, first of all, can you move out the way? Why are y'all doing this shit right in the past? They used to do that of where secretly. people are at. But yeah, in my high school, they used to do that secret. It was always like a group of niggas hiding in the stairwell shooting or behind dice. the head shooting dice. I'm like, wow, okay. And that then is they too be much. looking out. They be looking out for like the principal and one of the security guards. Because you know damn well you're supposed to be in class. Can no, barely damn count. Well. Can you barely know, count. Car be making their rounds, be checking, you know, girl. Now, you man. know what I can't say, though? My high school was a little ghetto, so I wouldn't be surprised if the mine security guards touch. were uh, shooting dice with the students, so. Oh, mine was a touch ghetto, but my mom made it clear, oh, you're not going to the other, the rival high school, because when my uncle and I went, mm-hmm. my mom, and this is in the 80s, my mom was like, niggas shooting dice in the hallways, and she was like, oh, hell no. So she always remembered that when it was time for me to go to high school, and she didn't want me to go to the high school, I eventually went, because she wanted me to go to the School of the Arts, so I set it up, we had a setup that I went half day. Mm-hmm. Oh no! It was ghetto. It was it was it was a touch ghetto. But I felt like I needed that balance. I'm around kids who are into the arts and like mm-hmm. into theater and like you know we embrace the nerdiness. I said, but I need that balance. I need that taste of need to be full <laughs> circle, full circle. Need different areas to pull from. You know, you know when you eat something sweet, the black folks be like, I need something salty. Let me get some chips just to cut the sweetness a little bit. That was my experience. Like I needed the salt with the sweetie, <laughs> as it should be. And you guys um definitely i would say underneath the promotion for this episode please share with us your own why do niggas responses because i would love to hear them i'm sure there are thousands of other um like questions we can come up with because this in itself is such a universal topic like there are so many things we do as black people that we just don't understand why and even sometimes when we understand why we like where did that come from yes where possibly could it have come from i remember a girl in high school she was mixed she was like half mexican half black but yet she decided to come up to me and ask me where did the term kitchen come from i'm like "How how the hell am i supposed to know i don't know I like how you come up to me. I'm the only black, full black person in the class, but yet you come to me and ask me, what is, what, where did that term come from? I'm like, girl, I don't know. You like black folks, black folks that made up so many terms, a teach, put a teach of that in the stew. Like, what is a teach? A teach could be anything, according to your grandmama. Wrench it off. We, girl, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Like, go. That's what Google's for. But, you know, she just looked at me. I'm the only nigga in the class. So let me ask her, what does what is the kitchen mean, girl? <laughs> Well, look, don't do that on these damn comments. Don't ask us what it means. Don't do that. <laughs> look, all my fully black Americans, that's who we looking for the responses from. We don't need it from anybody else. Thank you, please, and a thank you. So moving on to the last segment of the show, we have You Are Dro. So as a disclaimer, I just love to share with people that this is St. Louis terminology. Okay. When you think somebody or not so much somebody, but when a person thinks something is going to work out in their betterment and they have a lapse in judgment because it does not, you know, kind of how we thought 2020 would go. Like every Oh my God. 2020 vision. We got this whole year has been a shit show. So we all are drove. It happens. Everybody has been drove at least once in their life. 
But for this week's drove segment, which I have titled Baby, 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 Baby. Oh my God. Because the Ashanti and Kisa, Keisha Cole versus Battle was the dub. A big dub, like our favorite R&B singers could not get it together for the versus battle. And it was scheduled for this past Saturday between, like I said before, Keisha Cole and Ashanti. It was about to be the battle of the Libras. Well, I say I was so ready for this battle, like leading up to it. I'm like, let me go listen to some... Like, let me go play some foolish brain on me. Then I'm going back like, well, okay, let me go back. You and saw to the memes. Let you me go the, back. You saw the memes. Like, what y'all going to wear to the Keisha Cole and Shanti? And then you just what they put in South Pole. Yeah, mid-2000s fashion, the swoop over the eye, sunglasses, baby fat, you know, lip gloss, just the head. The city trends. Flipped. It just screamed city trends. The ends flipped <laughs> up, you know, just... <laughs> But the the highly anticipated music event has been postponed because Ashanti tested positive for COVID-19. And she basically posted on her Instagram literally like an hour before. Never in a million years would have thought that I would have caught COVID. I'm like, okay. She was like, like you say it, never in a million years, which was ironic because the majority of people like Ashanti. We mm. just sh- saw your ass in Africa. You oh, were like, girl, they she was like you. in Kenya, and then she went to like Antigua. So they like, oh, girl, they uh, this you. They literally hit her with the with the arsenal of this you, this you, this you, and showing all her locations. You was in Kenya. You was here. You was in the Bahamas. You was here, but never in a million years. But allegedly, I heard that she she caught it from a family member. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. And I'm like, that's crazy. But damn, Ashanti, not being funny, you couldn't catch it. But I want to know. It, it probably been a while. Because obviously, versus in the beginning, it was just like, both of you on Instagram live. Mm-hmm. Playing your music. But I think, I want to say, was it after the whole thing with Babyface and um Teddy Riley with the technical issues and Lily breaking the internet that they decided <laughs> to do the in-person thing, but just keep yes. them separate? Okay, yeah. it was them because, girl, that was the first disappointment. But too, that was a disappointment. But in a way, to me, I think Teddy Riley was just trying to do too much. Had he yeah. been like Babyface, who was just like got Baby my camera Face set was up. Just so, girl, he had his Grammys in the background. He had candles, lit roses. It was very much let me romance you. And, and Teddy ass full he was, band. He was giving me Prince shade, which was so lovely. It kind of you know. His, his shade towards Teddy was like reminiscent of Prince. So I'm like, oh, it kind of like warmed my heart a bit. He definitely has the accolades to be that petty though. So I support it. Girl, you saw the <laughs> Grammys he had in the background. He he let that be very much known. Oh, we're in my studio. I'm sitting at my black baby grand. Here are my Grammys, you know, in the middle of white candles and roses, like just giving a whole energy. And then when the nigga pulled out the guitar, I'm like, Oh, Teddy go. Teddy go fuck it up, as he did. As he did. And Jill Scott and Erica Baidu, their <gasps> versus battle was super duper pleasant. They weren't I love the theirs. People kept either. saying they were boring, but if you were like a diehard Erica Baidu, Jill Scott fan, which I am, they are both my aunties, and you are completely, you know, in tune with their vibe, you appreciate it for what it was. It was sisterhood. It was so dope to me. It was low-key. They was both chill. They was talking about... It was just like watching two sisters just playing their favorite music back and forth. 
Yes, yes. And I liked I it. Know. I liked it a lot. And I, that's why I was kind of confused on, I get what you're saying, like, as far as the production element, like, oh, we can have them together to make it a little bit more simplistic and they won't have to do as much. But still, ain't, th- ain't that the reason we had them separate in the first place because of COVID? Yeah, because I'm trying to think about, like, when did that transition happen when they say, you know, we just going to have both of them in the building. Everybody going to be tested, but we're going to have them distant. Because was it after Erica Badu? Because I feel like after that, they put them separately because DMX and Snoop Dogg they did one. Yeah, I think like- I, I think it was Snoop Dogg and DMX who they put together for the in person one. Because after the Jamaican that, one, uh, are you talking about with uh, Beanie, Beanie Man, Man? And Bounty Killer? Yes, they theirs were together. Oh theirs, my God. Theirs was together as well as um, Rick Ross and 2 Chains. I didn't see that one. Then Monica and Brandy. Oh, I saw that one. It, but you know what, though? Even somebody brought up a good point. Like, not, not to disrespect them at all, but how in the hell could Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle get it together and Keisha and Ashanti asses came. Girl, theirs was amazing. Now, if you appreciated Legends, I really enjoyed it. And then when they brought Dionne Warwick out in the end, somebody was like, Auntie Dionne and put out her Virginia Slim and walked straight, straight on the stage. <laughs> now, theirs was beautiful. It, it, they were just like, girl, two aunties. You felt like you was eavesdropping on your aunties talking about how they still use flip phones. And <laughs> I completely enjoyed theirs. But I remember on my episode we were talking about um who did who did we want to see in the verses because i think the last verses they just announced that's going to end 2020 is e40 versus too short now it's going to be like a west coast hip-hop legend celebrating the bay area they're supposed to end it so i think people who really appreciate their music are going to love it i'm going to tune in i think i'm more so lean towards e40 because i was more familiar with his music than Mm -hmm. too short Mm -hmm. but i have to ask you out of everybody so far, if you could list three of your favorite verses so far, which ones are they? That's a good question. Now, my only thing is I feel like I, I haven't watched all of them. For Just the most the part, the, the ones that I've seen, okay, so I'm definitely, and even this, that I'm thinking about it, this was a hot ass mess. But Nelly versus. <gasps> yeah, you said that. Nelly versus uh Ludacris. Oh my God. Nelly was now, having I forgot so many about that. <laughs> technical issues. And that was still in the early stages of them doing it. But Nelly ass was having so many technical technical difficulties. I know, I I know was y'all was cussing him out. Pissed, but to me, I love Ludacris as well. And you know, they both have such like, you know, in the early 2000s to me, even though it was rapping, those are more a party record. Like how mm-hmm. Future and People and Travis Scott, they rap now. It's not like a party anthem to me. Like they have a lot of beats and heavy elements, but like Hot In Here, when Hot In Here came out, I literally went to like a watch party for that music video and I was a little kid. And it was only because my daddy girlfriend cousin was in the music video. She was like a music video girlfriend cousin. (laughs) Yes. Why do niggas niggas break down relationships like that? My daddy girlfriend cousin. First of (laughs) all, her daddy side. (laughs) First of all, I kid you not. She had to have only been in that music video for 30 seconds. So I don't even know why the hell she invited us over to watch it. Because we probably had to pause it to go back to even find her. But yes, so I would say Nelly versus Ludacris. I love. Yeah. Um, I actually like Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. Somebody even said though that was battle of the lesbians. People rude as hell. Black Twitter. <laughs> 
people are rude but i like that aspect of it because it was um the producer yeah and i feel like that brought in a different tone because you know singers for the most part they usually a singer who is pretty um who has like a lot of discography they kind of they don't sound the same after a while but you know they kind of have a similar melody or tune a range whereas if you're a producer you can if you make hits then you can make hits no matter the genre and to me manny fresh created that whole genre of new orleans style rap like that dirty dirty south type shit that came out so i think in general that was amazing to see and i didn't even realize Scott Storch's reach. I know he has made some. Oh hits, yeah, but he, he made hit. Hit. So that was great to see. And my last verses. Now this has it had it wasn't my favorite, but the most entertaining verses definitely had to be the most recent one with um Jeezy and Gucci Mane. Oh yeah. Oh, Baby. I tuned in for that. Oh my god. Now I did. It did raise my blood pressure a little bit. I oh, was I was scared. Fancy. And I had a little on my desktop, and I was on the couch. And then when I started hearing them go back and forth, I like perked up. I'm because like, oh. that was some niggas. That wasn't well, even no why do. Well, maybe that would be a why do. Why do niggas? Why do niggas hold on to grudges for that long? Because even Gucci bringing up they hold beef. I'm like, maybe you should have said, "Dig up your homeboy." I looked up. I said, "What? What?" I said, "Oh, security, security." That's definitely when I'm like, "Oh, it's getting tense." The room. I feel the tense. You tense. felt the intensity through the virtual realm because it should be no way in hell we could tell that from watching on IG Live. Girl, somebody I follow on Instagram was like, oh, I I, I, I exit out because I wasn't trying to see somebody get shot. I, <laughs> I was like, mood. Because I was what, getting close. I was like, now, you know what I can say, though? Even though I feel like Gucci Mane still has some of his past ways, you can definitely, definitely see a lot more growth in him since he's been released from jail. So to a degree. And Keisha. Yeah, I was going to say to a degree. I didn't think that he would like take it there. I knew it might get out of pocket and they might say some things as he did. But I don't think I was like, oh, he go set him up or do something crazy. Just because when you think of how long he was in jail for and again, just him telling his own story, like, you know, I really tried to get my shit together while I was in jail. I'm like, I hope he don't want to go back. millions of people are watching you too and that is video footage like this can what they say this can be held against you in a court of law Mm -hmm. they did it to tupac back in the day when that nigga got on yo and tv raps and like yep i whooped the hughes brothers and that judge was like please pop in the (laughs) video is this you is this you admitting to jumping the hughes brothers and he was like and that that fool sat in jail and i love tupac where he sat smoothly in jail off of yo mtv raps back in the night but that was was an intense versus Uh, what would you say your uh top three were now listen side note i i need a versus for missy elliott because i want to get my life i just don't know who can go production now if because people downplay you know people overlook her production missy that put her hands in many of songs. Now, yeah. I think, now it's hard because she's like the number one female I, I can think of who is really hard in regards to production because it's so yes. male-dominated. And even oh, then, oh, she oh. built the careers, I felt like, of so many people, like Aaliyah. That you whole know, sound that Aaliyah had. She could put her in Timbaland. Now, the only They constructed that sound. 
Now, I think this would be a dope versus. I would probably be on the floor crying, screaming, and also in my life if Missy went up against, not as a, like, no malice, just enjoying each other and just playing their music based on production. Pharrell? If it was, if it was um, I think Pharrell would be good, but I was, I was trying to, I'm trying to hit people in the heart. I was going to say Missy versus Timbaland. Yeah, not, as a, not as a battle, but just them going back and forth because they've done a lot together. They've done a lot of production separately. And then it's like Virginia coming together and then I just feel like celebrating they, each other. Brothers, that, they're little well, brothers. But, but too, but too, you know, Pharrell is from Virginia too. So oh, that's yeah, my or only either or. That's my only thing because I feel like the only thing about Missy and, and Timbaland is to me, even though they have done production together and separately, their sound in a little in a little way, I feel like it would blend a little bit more to me. I would want somebody whose sound is a little bit more diverse. In a so l- her versus Pharrell? Yeah, I would just think so. Because okay. to me, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Like, And it wouldn't even have to be Pharrell, per se. It can be like the Neptunes. Because, you know, that's who really yeah. produced everything him and Hugo. Lay me out. Because that is middle school and high school for me. A lot of Pharrell's I music and and i can definitely see them because again those are still heavy hitters and missy still very relevant pharrell still relevant and they have both built careers for people and creating their sound because you know in a way pharrell kind of crafted khaleesi's sound missy he crafted um, Aaliyah. yes he revamped snoop even with um jay-z a lot of like jay-z's more iconic hit pharrell has created those so again i feel like that would be a beautiful versus. And then, too, they're not petty people. No, it could all. just be people like, love them. celebrating each other. Yeah, and, and just playing hits and vibing. Um, I don't know who I would want to see go up against each other. That's the only thing is so hard. I feel like so far they've done a great job of pairing people because yeah. even Ashanti versus Keisha, I thought that was going to be great. And people were trying to go, you know, I love Keisha. Keisha got this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, don't play Ashanti like she ball-headed. Because Ashanti ran the early 2000s. Like I really did. Seeing that article where they were like, oh, during during Beyonce's debut, they were like, oh, she's no Ashanti. Like, do you know how bold of a statement that is looking back now? That's a bold-ass statement. You know they circulate that article. That article and Beyonce's childhood boyfriend that cheated on her. Those are two things that Because they like, it, those are the two, those are, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. The audacity. But the audacity and the fact that those people couldn't have been wronger. Yeah. Like literally, it's no way. Like, but again, I was ex- I was really looking forward to seeing Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Everybody is mad. Somebody posted a picture. Even the men. They cook food. They cook food. They had drinks. They were like ready. I was ready too. I had some wine. And I had me some like cheese and crackers. Okay, I was getting bougie. I was getting ready to ball. Like Come I told when I tell you, I was texting all my friends, like, okay, when I hear rain on me, I'm flipping the table over. I don't care where I'm at. Ooh. I don't care what's on top of the table. Because that is a wonderful song. Even um thinking about Keisha and Monica. What's the song? Um Trust. Trust. I'm flipping over that another was a table. Dope collab. When them two got together, that that was I'm like, oh, this let is it go. Perfect. Another table is being that's what I'm talking about. Lay me out. Lay me out. And that's what we need. Again, they have been doing a great job so far. It's just this one little minor inconvenience that we see now 
And I ain't calling Ashanti drove, but again, girl, you knew better. No better do better. You should have stayed your ass in the house, Ashanti. But let me tell you something. Had Whitney Houston not died, I would have died a thousand deaths to see her versus Mariah Carey because those are the only two. Baby. Because they collaborate. People be like, oh. Listen, the only two I can see going head up that, that way is Whitney and Mariah. And then we both know that they collaborated in the 90s. We know they were great friends. They had that hilarious little fake rival at the MT. What was the VH? Um, what was it? What was the um, VMAs or whatever it was? They were both in the brown dresses and they was tearing it away. They were like, bam, bam. So it was like a fun rival, Like, but they were real friends. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, can't nobody go against Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey could just sit there covered in diamonds, drink of champagne and just play her entire discography and everybody will lose their minds me included because i love mariah carey but the thing too about mariah carey and whitney houston is as wonderful as they sound on those records and you play it they sound even more like beautiful live so if anything (gasps) you you know they would be singing they would i can't like patty and gladys did and I see Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston doing the verses and just being like, oh, yeah, I played a record. They would be singing. They would give us full production. Like, listen. I need lights. I need dresses. Oh, they, I listen, need it. The it was, was going to be both, glamorous. And they're both fire sign women. Whitney, the Leo, Mariah, the Aries. They need that theatrics. Girl, they that make me feel broke. I ain't doing nothing else at home. I need a damn concert. Girl, they make me feel broke. Girl, me. it'll be a stage light diamond a man coming on stage serving them both champagnes and like two microphone stands and just glamour you know somebody to when they're done somebody uh, two men to come on stage and drape furs over their shoulders and escort them off stage just like glamour like i'm too broke to watch this like i will be i'll be like a white woman passing out at a michael jackson concert i would just be on the floor because it's just glamour oh oh whitney houston was alive but can't nobody go against Mariah Carey. So Mariah will probably just play her own music. Hey, she'll probably can- be Mariah versus Mimi and she'll just play. And you know what? I can definitely see her ass doing that too. But you know what, you guys? Let us know too what verses y'all want to hear. Because we, we still have plenty I, of time. Yeah, I, I do have my three that were my favorite. Obviously, I love Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Um, as much as Black Twitter was roasting them, I did love Teddy Riley versus Babyface mm-hmm. because they was in Babyface like pulled out his catalog. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god! And another one that I really, really, really enjoy, and it's so hard. I feel so bad. A lot of them I forgot. Snoop Dogg and DMX was a good one. They, they're kind of like an honorable mention. But I really, really, really love um, Beanie Man versus Bounty Killer. I didn't get a the Jamaican. The Jamaican. What they set the standard. Them <laughs> niggas was hype. They had the DJs. They was blasting music, girl. I was dutty whining. I was everything. And it was so hype, girl. Rihanna even joined. And they were like, Rihanna's on, Rihanna's on. It got so hype. The police got called on them. And the police came during the verses. And Benny Man was, was talking to the police on live. And mm-hmm. he was like, Rihanna is even watching us. Do you really want to be that guy to cancel this? And Rihanna's watching us right now. I'm like, girl, they set the standard. So they were like my absolute favorite. Sometimes I go back to that verses just to watch it. Or if I see snippets on it online, I watch it because, oh, it was so good. So those are my three. Well, again, we have endured plenty of verses for the year 2020 and... 
probably more to come in 2021. I still want Master P. I'm cracking up. I still want Master P. I still want No Limit Records versus Cash Money. I don't care. I've seen (laughs) a lot of people say the same thing. I don't care. I still want to see it. Even if Baby and Manny Mm -hmm. Fresh and um, Master P and Sook the Damn Shocker got to sit together and play music, I I want that. For like New Orleans, we need a New Orleans versus. But again... But again, that's up. Look, we we got to see a twenty twenty one because this year wrapping the hell up. We oh wrapping up. But again, you guys, <laughs> that is it for today's episode. It was so much fun being joined by Ash to discuss why do niggas? Because you know, again, why do niggas? But Ash, let everybody know where they can find you at. Well, hey everybody. So if you want to get in touch with me, definitely follow the Sweden plot podcast platform so i'm at sweden podcast on instagram and if you want to follow me personally i am at i am ash lemonade that's i-a-m-a-s-h-l-e-m-o-n-a-d-e and so follow that follow the ash lemonade platform and go to ashlemonade.com sweetenpodcast.com my podcast come out every friday so and i'm excited for some new episodes that i got in the work so definitely check that out and again you guys you don't want to miss out on her episode she is producing great quality content just from the standpoint of a black woman seeing somebody else do good and really use her platform for positivity because you know these episodes are again carefree conversations and uh, speaking of carefree conversations I still haven't gotten any conversions with my audience i'm still waiting on y'all to email me so please email me at annoyednotoffended at gmail.com with some of your own complaints so i can let you know if you should be annoyed or offended but again that's it for today you guys bye bye Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.